Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. All right, good. Hey, good morning and welcome to the KLE Podcast. This is Sean and Steve with our Friday conversation on a Sunday morning. And um, simply because of internet problems in Pennsylvania, um, we are, we've sort of resorted to a, a Sunday for now um, until we find further notice of better internet connection. But we love to have be with you. So we, we don't ever give, we don't, Oh, no, I can't say we don't ever, but we never want to give up the opportunity to come and have you participate in our conversation. So as usual, Steve and I have been chatting already for, <laughs> for an hour, hour I think. Yeah. Yeah, just about an hour. Uh, we've just been talking and we, uh, okay, it's time to hit the record button. So here we are. Um, so welcome. Great to be with you. And remember, we are on the KLE so uh, social media page, uh, Facebook page, KLE podcast. You can access us there um, and in the... Every now and then you post it to YouTube. Yeah, every now and again, yeah. Uh, we don't get a lot of views and I've got to go through a lot of um, Johnny work to get there. So um, unless, you know, if you tell us in, in the, on the KLE page, podcast page, that you, you prefer to have it on YouTube, then... You know, and let me know, then I will post it, you know, then I will go. But for, for two views, I'm just like, <laughs> it's, it's so much effort for me to put it on, you know, besides the other two podcasts that I've got, it's just like, okay, um, it's just not, not uh, you know, not worth all the effort to go through that. So, but I mean, I don't mind doing it if there's the, the call for it. So give us a shout if, if you'd like us to pop it. As long as it's shareable, as long as it's shareable on the Facebook page, Yes. Well, it's shareable. I mean, the KLE yeah. podcast is on the page. It's shareable um, in the, in the, uh, in the group. That's why I shifted it out of the group because it's not shareable out right. of the group. So, but if you want to join the community, Steve posts in there regularly, I do stuff in there. So um, if you want to join the kingdom leadership equipping Facebook group, um, you can also apply for that. We are on, you can find it on my profile somewhere. There's a link for it and you can apply and I'll let you in on that. And then, of course, we're on Anchor, Google, Apple, Spotify, all those places with the audio uh, podcast for the show as well. So be that as it may, that's just a little bit of information. Um, we are talking uh, this morning on our conversation just to uh, well, edify <laughs> each other, but you, you know, you're involved as well. So, Steve, um, this is what I thought about last week. I wanted to talk about just out of Oh, no, we got to shift gears. Yeah, we're shifting gears. Yeah, spiritual now. Now it's meeting time. Oh, okay, okay. All right, gotta get that meeting mind going. Okay, here. Gotta get into the meeting mindedness, please. Um, are you are you there? Have Shall you we pray with it? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've been <laughs> we've been talking about economics, history, or politics, this all sorts of stuff. Anyway, here we go. So I was looking at the scripture, and it says, uh, "He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come, and follow me, believing in my conforming, uh, 
believing in me, conforming to my example, and living, and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because the faith in me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life in this world will eventually lose it through death, and whoever loses his life in this world for my sake will find it that is life with, with, uh, with me for all eternity. And then, and he was talking, of course, about disciples. Right. So, um, um, you know, following him, you know, is that following him is what it's all about as a disciple. So this, like, we, we had touched on it, I think, last week, but what, I need to get this down here. Um, what, what, uh, what I thought about was the, the whole... Um, that's no different. <laughs> no different. Uh, so it's a good mic. It's a good mic. Um, so I was thinking about um, this whole concept of how, what people understand to be discipleship. Correct. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it's because that was Jesus' strategy. As far as I can see, he didn't leave any other strategy for the world to be transformed. He left discipleship. He said, right. go into all the world and make disciples. disciples. And, and, and then out of that is like, show them, teach them, you know, but the whole principle was, the strategy was discipleship. But I think there's this misnomer of what it is, and the impact that it can have, you know? Yeah, the tough part is, uh, like you and I've talked about before, um, there's a certain time when the Lord will say, I want you to go do this. And we will say, well, let me first go to this funeral, bury my, you know, uncle, bury, do, do the, I have to do this first. And, uh, you know, or, or I can't move because my mom, or I can't move because, you know, I can't go there and do this because of my family. I can't, you know, whatever it is, there's a reason behind it. And at that point, who has become Lord. Lord means the only one with right of decision. Right. So if we're, if we're to make disciples, which is, which is followers of Christ, not, not followers of us, but followers of Christ, if I'm to make a disciple unto God or unto Christ, then he must be in, there, in that person's heart first and foremost. He must be Lord. Because it says, many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we do all this stuff in your name? And he'll say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, because you did not do the will. You know, you didn't do what I told you to do. So, I mean, you didn't, I didn't know you, basically. I didn't know, I didn't have that relationship with you to where you trusted me enough with your life that you would just do what, what I told you to do. I'm going to take care of everything. Yeah. So, but a lot of times we have that let me first mentality of uh i know it used to frustrate me a lot uh, whenever i'd tell my kids i'd say hey uh go pick that up please you know yeah. I, and they'd say well let me first do this yes oh man <laughs> yeah oh man yeah you felt it right then didn't you yeah you go oh no 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 uh-uh you gotta go do this i ask you to do this just do that you know that's all i'm asking you to do you can go do whatever it is you want to do later but it's that getting over that will. That's right. And it says by, it says by his knowledge in Isaiah 53, by his knowledge, he justified many. Yes. And, and uh, you know, to, to be able to, 
the knowledge that he had was the ability to give up his will there in the garden and just say, not my will. And it took him a while. I mean, he didn't do it first off. He went to the father several times. And yeah. then he'd go to the disciples. He'd say, "Hey, pray with me. I mean, this is an hour. I mean, I'm yeah, yeah. yeah I, I need to. I need to get through this." And then he'd go back to prayer again, and um, he'd come out saying, "Not my will, but thine be done." And then finally, he said, "Okay, my hour's at hand. Let's go, boys." But yeah. he had made that. He had made that turn. Yeah. He had the knowledge that his father was going to take care. It was already settled. It was already in the father's hand. I don't have to worry about my own life. If I seek to save my own life, I'm going to lose it anyway. Yes. And that's basically what it's saying there in that scripture you were doing. But, you know, if I, if I say, well, let me first, let me first spend the next couple of years trying to take care of my mom, or let me hang around, you know, watch the kids grow or whatever it is. Yes. You know, if he's telling us to do something, who is Lord at that point? Right. And I think, you know, is to go take two steps back. The thing about it is, is we think that. I'm running ahead, aren't I? <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I, I'm just like, let's, you know, just step it back a little and, and, and just remind, I mean, you know, just to remind ourselves that discipleship is not a program. It's no. not a, it's not no. a 10 week program or an equipping track. Uh, no. Equipping tracks, you know, are helpful. But it right. it doesn't actually, yeah. I mean, you can you can you teaching from a pulpit is maybe a fraction of discipleship, but right. it's not discipleship yeah. as a whole. Point zero zero two five percent of the. Yes. We we think that if if we can get people into a meeting and we can preach at them, we actually have are making disciples. Right. Um, you know, and it's a one topic, one conversation, one point of view, not not a mono dialogue, not a dialogue, a monologue. You know, it's just like me putting out information. That it's it's a small part of 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 making disciples. You know, one of the most important things that I think I, well, it doesn't I think doesn't matter what I think, but one of the most important things that I've seen uh, throughout life is. I may get a scripture or something. I may get something or a principle in my life, but to have somebody that walks alongside me, like you and I do together on some things and hold us accountable to that word uh, before a man's own mastery stands or falls. I don't stand or fall before you, but you help hold me accountable to what the word of God has said in my life. Yeah. Not what you think it says, but I know, you know, periodically you'll say something, well, haven't you said before, or have, you know, in this kind of where, where you stand, and it brings me back into accountability of what my master, what the Lord has said to me, right. and that's, that's the most important relationships you can get is somebody that's going to hold you back accountable again to what the Lord has said to you. Hmm. It doesn't matter what the Lord has said to me at that point, but what has he said to you? And to help hold you accountable to that so that we can we can follow our master, we can follow our Lord, we can follow, we become a disciple, a disciplined follower of Christ. And uh, to have somebody that holds you accountable to that uh, is far more important than somebody teaching you what they know. That's right. Well, I'm just looking, I looked up this in 
from the Amplified, Luke chapter 9, 23, and he's, he was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests, take up his cross daily, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come, and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example, if living and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. And so, you know, we, we, we come to this concept that we've got to bring people that's our, that's supposed to be our first and foremost responsibility right bring people into a place of following him by denying themselves setting aside their selfish interests taking up their cross daily expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and following him believing in him conforming to his example if living and if need be suffering or perhaps even dying because of faith in him Right. You know, that is a concept that we don't really understand in the Western church. Not really, no. We don't, we don't understand the depth of that. But that's the kind of disciples we need to be making. Right, right. To where you're wholly, wholly sold out. Right. I mean, there's nothing that you wouldn't do for the sake of Christ, for the sake of the kingdom of God. Exactly. And that's a tough, I mean, that's, I know that's a tough place to be. That's a tough calling. Um, I, I thought I had one little phrase go through me this morning before I got on here and, uh, I was just messing around, making a, making a little bit of breakfast and I, and it was, we've, we've taken on ourselves a convenient Christianity. Yes. Not a conviction. Yeah. It, it's a convenient relationship. As long as the relationship to the Lord is convenient to me and my lifestyle, He's going to be a part of my decision-making process. If it's not convenient to me, I'm going to make sure that it's convenient to me, my family, everybody else around me. And if it's not, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And that's, that's not a disciple. No, no. And, and the thing about it is going into the times that, that we're going into, I, I don't care how convenient we'd like to keep our churchy right. Christianity. The fact of the matter is we're not going, I shared this on a podcast a few, a few weeks ago, two weeks ago, and, and Paul and Barnabas, they, they went around and they were encouraging the churches to, to keep walking in the grace of God because they were encouraging them or emboldening them. So encourage means to give courage, okay? Right. And so they were giving courage to the church because they said, through many difficulties and trials, you will enter the kingdom of God. And uh, it's easy to enter into convenience religion, but to enter the kingdom of God is going to, right. you're going to have to go through trials because the governments of, that are inspired by Satan uh, or, or, you know, the ruling factors, um, if, you, if you may, hate the rule of, of Christ in our life That's as true. Lord of our life, what you were talking yeah. about, you know? And so, but so I think about that on one hand, but on the other hand, I'm thinking about what are we doing to prepare people for that? Are we making disciples? Are we doing this? We, no. Are we preparing people? And I'm not saying preparing people for, yes, but, you know, it's like if I don't get my Harley Davidson, if I don't get my house paid, if I don't, you know, then I'm, I, I don't have a relationship with God. It doesn't work. Faith doesn't work. You know, it's just like, what? Uh, if faith is just to get you something, you are in trouble. You know. No. Do you know what? Do you know what hemorrhoids are caused by? No, sitting too much. 
No, usually it's by straining. You know, it's usually by straining and yeah, yeah. But I used to call it preparation H. You know, preparation H is something that was made for hemorrhoids, but I used to call it preparation HS because it takes all the strain out of whatever it is you're doing. The preparation, I know this is a long way to go, <laughs> quote unquote, go. But, you know, the, the, uh, the preparation HS, the Holy Spirit prepares you for such a time as this. The Holy Spirit takes, takes you into a time of preparation that will take you through the trials. Count it all joy, my brethren, when these various trials, you know, because the trying of your faith worketh patience. That word patience is hupomene, constant, cheerful consistency. Yeah. It's going to work something in you and let that patience have her perfect work yeah. that you may be whole, that you may be entire, and that you may be wanting for nothing. Yes. So once patience, constant, cheerful consistency has her perfect work in you, you're going to be whole, entire, and wanting for nothing. But the rest of the time, all you're doing is straining. You're just pushing and pushing and pushing, trying to make it happen, trying to make it work, trying to make this happen. But the Holy Spirit, it's like he takes you on this journey that makes you come to a place of peace and rest finally. Yeah. You know, don't you realize that sometimes it says, therefore, thou, it remaineth for some, like Steve, to enter into his rest. It still remains for yeah. some of us to enter into his rest. Yeah. And yet so we won't do it. By faith, we've got to la by faith we labor in a sense. Right. We've got to labor in our faith. In, right. You know, in that sense, is like because we cannot be passive. No. But, you know, and that's the thing is, and that's what I'm saying is like, as the as the body of Christ, as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, or ambassadors, this is what Jesus was talking about when he's talking about making disciples that's the strategy are we right are we influencing going into our society and making disciples are we are we getting real followers and i'm talking about not i i you know i follow jesus you know it's just right, like right. Um, i'm not talking about like an acclamation i'm talking about a right you know a a conviction not a convenience right. conviction. well that goes that goes back to do to do to do the thing with, uh, am I a follower of Jesus or do I have Christ in me? And I, I know this is a, just semantics for a lot of people, but Jesus' last name was not Christ. Right. He is the Christ. Right. And it says the Antichrist spirit is already at work in this world. Antichrist, uh, it says you're, you're of the spirit of Antichrist if you do not claim that he came in the flesh. Yeah. If I keep looking, if I'm not at that place of peace and rest, that he already came, that he already died, that he already was risen, that he's already at work in me, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I'm already at peace and rest with that, even though I'm still doing stuff, because mm -hmm. my meat is to do the will of him who sent me. Right. My meat is to do that. Yes. But yet I'm not doing it from a place of trying to make it happen. I'm yeah. doing it from a place of the victory has already been won. Christ has already risen. I'm a new creature in him. And now in that boldness, I go forth because I'm representing a brand new kingdom with a brand new king. And this is what he looks like, people. And here he is. And I demonstrate that. But it's out of a place of not trying to make it happen all the time, not yeah. trying to push through. 
And that's where that foundational principle or that, those foundations laid in somebody's life, you cannot lay your own foundation in your life. You're a building. A building doesn't lay its own foundation. You need somebody to come alongside and help do that. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. But a lot of times he'll send people with flesh on, skin on, to come in and say, okay, this, this is where I see that you are already deviating from what he's already told you. Let's back up a little bit and let's get this back aligned again because you're going off track here. And pretty soon you're going to be so far apart from where Christ is that you won't even tell that the two of you are together anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and the same thing you can do in a marriage. You know, you say, hey, if you continue down this road, the two of you are going to be split, you know, in a matter of months or years or whatever. But this is what you do to get them back together. This is what you do to get that relationship back on track because it is all about relationship. It's all about, am I going to do what it takes to make this relationship or to work with the relationship that's already ongoing? Right. So, um, you know, just like I think we've talked about this before as far as uh, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. The word work out is just one Greek word, which literally means to engage with in order to do. In other words, something's already in motion. Now you just slot, you let out the clutch, you slide into it because right. it's already in motion and you engage with it in order to do it. Right. So, and, you know, the thing, the two things that I see is that, well, first off, is that Romans 10, 9 and 10, I mean, Paul says, uh, that we are to believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, which means right. he's alive. But then we are to confess him, not as Savior, but as Lord. Yes, that's true. Lord. He says, whosoever confesses him as Lord <laughs> right. will be saved. And, and so salvation is a part of the, of the package in a sense. But right. a lot of people have accepted him as Savior, but never accepted him as Lord. So they've never surrendered everything to him. And, and just what you were saying is like, I mean, the Holy Spirit works that it, in our life, but we see a lot of the body of Christ are not surrendered, you know. And, yeah. and so when you declare and confess Jesus as Lord of your life, you're declaring he's owner, possessor of everything because he does. He's king. Yeah. He's the king. So every king is a Lord. So every king possesses and owns everything. If right. you're a subject of his kingdom, he owns everything. And so when we're coming into the kingdom, you see, now, if you're just born again, um, you can look at the kingdom and not be in it. Um, right. well, you know, yeah, Jesus said, you must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. You know, right. So you, you can enter it, but you're not in it. You're not enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, that's good. Because there's a, there's a thing about if, he, if he's not Lord, if you don't confess him as Lord, then you're not saved. Yeah. Saved. Saved doesn't mean just born again. That's right. The word sozo means to be healed, set free, delivered, oh, okay. get on well, prosper, to be made whole. It means the whole package, not just be That's born right. again or, or you know, have yeah. your assurance that you're now going to make it to heaven. It's yeah. not that. It's the whole ball of wax. So uh, it's the same thing with healing, deliverance, anything else. It's, it's he is Lord, not this other thing not cancer, not diabetes, not that, that stuff has tried to be a dictator in the, in the body of Christ long enough. It says, I will set myself up as God yeah. in the temple of God, you, yeah. 
showing myself to be God, showing myself to be Lord. You can't do anything about it. I'm going to dictate to you and everybody else around you now what you're going to what you're going to live like, what you're not going to live like, what you're going to eat, what you're not going to eat. And I'm going to dictate not only to you, but your whole family now. Right. Because I am Lord, I am God in this house, and I've set myself up as God in the temple of God, and I'm showing myself to be God, and you can't do a thing about it. That's what we're up against. It's not against some sickness or disease. This is again, this is about kingdom. That's right. Kingdoms, one kingdom against another kingdom. Right, right. Exactly it's about right. whose right it is to rule. Yes. Who in is Lord in that body? Right. And the thing about it, the other thing that I wanted to bring out is that, is that discipleship is not a 10-week process. It's a right. continual process. Right. It's, you know, it's like, in a sense, we are being discipled right now, you know, in our sharing and our time together. We're we continually building each other into that. And for me, what I see in this, he says, if anyone desires or wishes to be, um, the uh, another translation says, Jesus said to all of his followers, if you truly desire to be my disciple, you must disown your life completely, embrace my cross wow. as your own and surrender it to my ways. Wow. Disown so this, there's life. that process of, we, we've got to, we, we're in a process of disowning our life completely, embracing his cross as in inverted commas, um, as our own, and the cross, I think, speaks of lordship. You know, right. is that is that that subject subjugation to to his kingship and rulership, and then surrendering to his ways. You know, and so uh, there's that process that continually takes place. But that is the, it's not a ten week process, and yet right. it's the foundational strategy that Jesus instituted, commissioned us to do. And the whole thing with that is um, to deny yourself, to have the desire to deny yourself, to take up expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and right. conforming to his example in living and if need be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith. That's a whole mindset. Right, right. It is. Yeah. It, it's a whole mindset. It, you've got to get, that's got to be that transformation that takes place. And We've got to be taking, Jesus said, we've got to have it, and we've got to be taking it into the cultures of this world, into every nation, right. the word is ethnos, which is culture, and we've got to be taking it to, to every culture around us, you know? And it says your cross, right? It doesn't say take up his cross. Um, and take up his, uh, yeah, he says, Jesus said, you must take up take up his cross daily expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me but the other translation says you must disown your life completely embrace my cross as your own oh really okay yeah. it does so that was that's interesting that um anyone who intends to come after me um has to let me lead you're not in the driver's seat i am don't run from suffering but embrace it follow me and i'll show you how um I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. <laughs> Self-sacrifice yeah. is the way, my way, to finding yourself, your true self. Now, I could understand taking up my cross. I mean, because Paul says, I take up my cross or take up your cross. <laughs> no, I take up my cross daily to mm -hmm. follow him. 
there is a certain amount of of I every day you remind yourself, okay, I'm not living for me today. (laughs) You know, what is it that I'm supposed to put on that cross? I hang once again upon the cross, not my will, but thine be done. I don't, I guess I don't know what it would mean at this point to take up his cross because he died. I don't, I guess I don't, I, my mind isn't making that leap right now. I, I think it's because Jesus submitted himself right. to the cross, um, subjugated him to his father's will. And, and, uh, and I think that's, it's embracing that concept is like, I am embracing. Right. Yeah, I understand that, you know, for myself, it, you know, that, but that would be my cross. It would be, but I, I suppose it, it's just coming from a different perspective in that sense that, uh, you know, without splitting it too much technically. It's right. Just, it's like my cross is really his cross, you know, in that sense. It's well, that's true. Cause I'm crucified with him. So, yeah. you know, well, that's true. That's true. I'm crucified with Christ or in Christ. So, um, and also raised with him. So, um, yeah, that's true. That would be it. Uh, because otherwise I don't really have a cross to bear in myself. Um, and it's been I, conformed to his image, you know, so from, right. from beginning to end is like, we to enter into we sort of enter into his sufferings as paul said you know so right right into his sufferings that 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 we may embrace his glory kind of in fact thing. it says baptized into his suffering exactly We've been baptized and which means baptiz baptizes a whole different ball game i mean like like i'm opening i'm popping a whole different can of corn here but baptized is the word baptizo, which doesn't mean just to be dunked or sprinkled or anything else. It means suffused. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the word that you get behind it, which which means you've been in it so long that when you bring the thing back up out of it, it oozes out of every fiber of its being, whatever it was it was dunked into. Wow. So it's almost like being waterlogged. Yeah. So if you're baptized into Christ, when you're brought back up by him, raised with him, you ooze that from every fiber of your being. Yeah. Same thing with baptized in fire, baptized into his suffering, baptized into the cloud, baptized into you know the body, baptized into his death, baptized in the water. You know all the baptisms that it talks about, the seven of them. But we're baptized, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. You're baptized into Christ. Yeah. And it's an all-encompassing thing. You're so when you're brought back up out of that, you're resurrected out of that. You now ooze that from every molecule yeah. in your being. Wow. Yeah. So it's a whole different. It's a whole different thing than just being dunked. Absolutely. Once. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, I'm in and out, you know. Yeah. 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 And that's and that's what I understand from this is is like. Uh, if you desire to follow him. Right. You see, following is, the word follow is, which is what the Amplified brings out here. The word follow is so much more. It's to set aside selfish ambitions. It's to express a willingness to endure whatever may come. It, it means to believe in him conforming to his example in living and if need be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in him. I mean, it's the extreme, you know, right. it's an extreme place that if you, des- if you, uh, if you want to, if you desire, if you intend to 
follow him, it means all of that. You right, know? right. Yeah, and I've been accused of having extreme faith, you know, or trying to teach extreme faith yeah. or extreme whatever. You've got a very, uh, um, what, what's the statement? You, you think so much in extremes. And I thought, yeah, but he's an extreme God. I mean, somebody who spoke and said, let there be. I mean, that's extreme. Yes. I mean, you can't tell me that he just thought, oh, well, maybe we'll have some light today. Okay, well, light be. I'll wait around till it gets light. No, he's, I mean, the, ext the extremeness of when he said, let there be, and it continues, the universe continues at the same speed of light to expand in every direction from the point where he said, let it be. Right. And you just go, this has power behind it. I mean, it, it, it's, it, he upholds all things by the word of his power, not the power of his word. It says the word of his power. It yeah. comes out of power. Right. It comes out of dunamis, explosive, miraculous power. So when you think about somebody who God is not, God is not a placid God. I mean, he, he is a God. Of ex he wants us to think more in extreme. Well, he's a king. Yeah, he's a king. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's what king, king doesn't isn't extreme? He's, he's a king that's colonizing. You know, it's like right. the the uh, we were talking earlier about um, how the English colonized countries. You know, and they right. were pretty extreme in oh, colonizing those countries. You know, they yeah scorched they earth policy. I didn't know about this. Yeah, I didn't know about the scorched earth policy. I mean, you go yeah. in. That's extreme. That's extreme. And and they, but I mean, so Jesus, Jesus' extreme colonization is discipleship. Right. That, that's what it is. It's, yeah. it's like imparting a whole new worldview to people around us by living it in amongst them. Wow. By bringing the culture of heaven, the kingdom of God, which is the culture of heaven, bringing it into every culture. And we've got to be we've got to be living this to the point, and you know, we we're just looking at this as an invitation is that if anyone desires to follow me, but we've yeah. got to be living that desire that others will desire it. Right. That's what it means to go and make disciples. And the thing that I one of the reasons I come to this is because oftentimes we as as believers, we don't understand the importance of discipleship in the process right is discipleship is not is not about controlling you right that, that's what i think and you know we need to understand it's about jesus controlling but not you not you yeah not me you know it's like right. real representatives we don't control so it's not about control it's not about stopping it's not about limiting it's about building a, a mentality a foundational mentality into people's lives that are built on those kind that this kind of um, characteristics that Jesus is speaking about here, right? Lifting you up unto Christ, not right. not oppressing you or not bringing you down or not covering, holding you into a certain right. place, lifting right. you up unto the fullness and stature of Christ. For right. crying out loud, exactly, the Messiah, and building building the, the foundational elements into you so that you have the character to do what Jesus said. You know? Right, and and that's that's the thing is, but what we've made discipleship is, and I did it too, unfortunately. Oh yeah, I did it too. 
is yeah. that you know you have to attend this course first or these three courses or these yeah. four courses or else you can't even take up the offering or or yeah you know that's it you cannot be deacon you definitely can't pray for the sick until i unless you pray for them and bring them to church then, then right. it's okay but yeah. otherwise you know and then we've got this mentality is that we've got to be able to work <laughs> these things out because you know is that we've got to have this this discipleship breaking into so first off we've got to desire it i think that's the important right. thing as well right. you know as people we've got to bring people to the to if you desire to follow christ as his disciple now you know is that you've got to have the desire what and is that word desire you know sorry what is that word desire? Do you know? What well, it, is it? it says if anyone wishes, another one says if you truly desire and if anyone intends to come with me. And right. so but truly uh, desire is quite strong. I mean, it's a little it's, bit more extreme. It's, it's a very strong desire. So the, first, you know, I, I, I don't know. That's just my mentality. I'm like, go back and I think, all right, what do they see that ignites or inspires their desire? Right. right. So first off, we need people that are going to... In, disciples because all through the book of acts they were called disciples right not, not members of churches they weren't right. called christians they were called disciples right <laughs> so we first need a disciple that inspires that kind of desire then we need we need that to be imparted to them and not as a religion but as a relationship right that's the thing it's about following jesus not following christ not following me not following my denomination my church my ministry etc but right. following him so right. we've got to have that impartation to the point that they get a total mentality transformation so that they come into doing the same thing again and repeating the same right. process again if i'm a disciple of jesus christ why was christ sent to the earth christ the anointed one the savior the deliverer the king why was he sent to earth and then it says over in john the latter part of one of the epistles of john um uh you know as he is right now so are you in this world i mean you are you are the representation of christ the deliverer not not jesus and i'm not meaning to demean the word jesus or the term jesus but i'm talking about the christ here i'm talking about christ in you the hope of glory we're talking about we're talking about something that's way bigger than we have this little baby in the manger that's being brought into the world and he's going to live in peace now with it. We're talking about an extreme somebody who's bringing a whole new kingdom. We're yes. talking about Christ. Yeah. You know, the hope of glory, the king of kings, the lord of lords, the anointed one, the one full of power, might, glory, dominion, the one who epitomizes the very kingdom of God and every thought, intent, purpose, and motive God ever had from the very beginning in his heart to right. do. He right. epitomizes that. Yes, exactly. And so uh, that's why when you say disciple, it's not just bringing people up to believe that, that there is a Jesus. No. It means to, it says in Ephesians 4, to bring them up into the fullness and stature of Christ. Of Christ, yeah. So that you become basically Christ. You they had to become disciples before they were ever 
became apostles or sent ones. Exactly. They were called disciples. Right. Right. They, they were called disciples. Jesus called them disciples. Right. Uh, uh, only once in Matthew does it say the apostles, he chose the apostles. Uh, and, right. Uh, but you know, that's what apostles were. They were representatives. Yes. Yeah, an ambassador. Right. Sent on a mission to represent something. Right. Yeah. It wasn't a title. No. It wasn't a position. It was yeah. somebody who was simply sent to represent yeah. the kingdom of heaven or Christ yeah. at that point. And we've got carried away with all sorts <laughs> of other things. But, I, you know, and I still, I, yesterday I was just, I was saying to Michelle, is that honestly, we, we think about people spending a million dollars a day on television programs. Wow. To, to preach their, 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 their doctrines, doctrine, you know, and I understand there's value in it. People have been blessed with it and everything else. But you think, you think if you take 30, $30 million a month, what could you do Man. with 30 million? If you just take a year, <laughs> if you could imagine you could invest that into the relationship of 12s. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and just 12 guys at that point or 12 people and invest your life into them for a whole year at least. Exactly. I mean, you talk about, you talk about, we got all of this going on and yet we still lose, we've still lost a generation, losing a generation, lost the education, lost the medical field, lost the business and the politics. We've lost it all, you know, and, and, We've got all of this stuff going out on television, and that's not just one. I mean, you know, that's one right. person. You've got a myriad of people doing that. And now, again, I'm not devaluing, you know, the message that they preach and what they've done and stuff, but I'm just going, could you imagine what you could do with that amount of money? If yes. we because it's going to be taken away. <laughs> right. Just free up 12 guys. The culture is taking away people's voices in a yeah. moment. If they don't, if you don't agree with free them, up free up 12 families to yes. be able to just spend the time together over the next year, maybe two years to really come into the fullness and stature of Christ. Right. I mean, free them up totally yeah. to do that. Not having to worry about work, not having to worry about bills. I mean, you're freeing them up to be able to really get involved in the relationship with Christ so that now when you're sent out, you're able to do whatever. I mean, that that would be life-changing for people. Exactly. In fact, I asked Billy Graham, they said, if you could do it all over again, what, what, you know, would, what would you have done differently? He said, I would have got a group of 12 people in every city in America. Wow. <laughs> and, and made disciples. And that's when I heard that, that's where I came up with the 12 by 12 by 12 vision, you know, which is, and I don't talk about it a lot at this point in time, but, you know, to have 12 groups, 12 nations with 12 people in it, a principle, it's a principle of 12, not necessarily right. 12, but the principle of 12, uh, I, I think we could, we could change the world, you know, but we so focused on building ministries, we don't focus on finding what Jesus did. That's the thing is like, right. he, he did a whole lot of other things, but the focus, because he said, they don't get it. You right. get it because you are with me. You get it, but they don't. They might tell That's stories. That's the key, with me. Yes, you're with me. Now, you know what? Michelle and I, we were watching this um, 
thing about Bruce Lee, you, you know, the, the Kung Fu that he introduced Chinese Kung Fu to, right. to America or to the world. And of course, they, the Chinese didn't like him very much for it because they it was a very closed kind of thing. But guys got around him because they, they saw at 19, 20 years old that he was a master at, at this. Wow. And they gave up their lives, their careers to be with him, to be with him, to learn from him. Not just the, the art, but the philosophy of it. Right. And, you know, we don't understand that in the church. We, it's right. like, again, you were talking about convenience. Is that We just want to go to a meeting, be convenient in a meeting. You know, a young guy called me last week and he said, you know, I went to somebody in the church and I said, I, need, I want some time to spend. I, I want your input in my life. You know, and the guy said, ha, 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 no time. I don't have any time for you. I'm sorry. And he said he was so angry and so frustrated. He said, because oh. that's exactly what he hears over and over again. Right. Just, you know, I'm an apostle, but I don't have time for you. You know, it's just wow. like, what? this is insane, you know, that we... And I had to just encourage him to, you know, keep pursuing the objective that he's there for, but forget about the leadership because he's not going to get anything from him. And that saddens right. my heart to be able to say that, to have to say that, not to be able to, right. but to have to say that is like, they don't have time for you. It's just that, that is insane. It's just. Yeah. Well, Paul, when Paul said, I'm, a, I'm an apostle to you, doubtless not to everybody but I'm an apostle to you. Yes. That was a very personal statement. Absolutely. So I was sent to you and it wasn't a title. Once again, we're not saying it was a title. We're saying I'm sent to you for, a, and I have a certain measure that's given to me right. for you. Yes. I'm listening. Yeah. So if I have that certain measure that's given to me for you, I'm going to impart that to you. Right. And it's not toward everybody, but I, I'm on, I'm going to operate in the fullness inside that measure. I'm going to yeah. make sure that I fill up that measure that's given to me for you. Right. And if we did that just with the ones that are given to us, you know, find out what that measure is and give that to those, to those that we have around us. And I know, I know there's that, uh, that principle of, of, you know, if it's in the well, unless somebody draw it out, you know, there's nothing that happens. I know that principle, you know, if, if nobody around you is drawing, well, there's no, you know, the, the water doesn't flow very well. So yeah. there's gotta be a draw on that as well. So there is a responsibility of, um, of me as a son of God, like you said, like the guys that came to Bruce Lee and said, Hey, uh, well, they didn't come to him and say anything. They just gave up everything and followed him. Right. Yeah, they didn't ask him if they can. They just did no, it. They did it, right. Because we're going to find, and I had I had a young man do that uh, for us. He he came down, he moved down here from a different state, and he said, I'm, I'm down here to learn. And I went, holy cow, I don't have anything. I mean, I, I don't have anything going on. But what's strange is stuff started happening. We ended up going to different meetings. We ended up you know, being involved with certain people. We had more time to spend going to and from meetings and talking during that time we learned more during that time of the travel time than we right. did at the at the actual meeting exactly and that was the discipleship that was the training that was the impartation that was supposed to have been happening at that point in time it wasn't the meetings 
it wasn't the fact of doing a bunch of other stuff. It was that time and that season uh, that was, uh, and then as that something drew to a close to where um, that, that wasn't, there wasn't any draw there anymore. There wasn't any, I mean, that, that season just shut down. There was no, there was no measure into that person anymore. Yes. And you just, you, you operate inside, like Paul says, I'm not going to operate outside the measure that I have. I just won't do it because I'm not going to force myself on you. And Christ doesn't force himself on you either. Yes, exactly. So yes. it's a matter of if you intently desire this. <laughs> but that's um, it. Why is it that he, you know, first off, you read in one place in the Gospels that Jesus, there was 500 all on the mountain with him. And right. he goes and selects, <laughs> selects 12 guys from a, their midst. Can you imagine the other guys, how they felt? <laughs> yeah. He chooses those 12 that he had asked already to follow him. He goes to each to each of them. However, he did it, gave them a hug and said, hey, I want you to come and, and, and be with me. You know, it's just like, uh, wow, um, that, that is incredible. He takes those 12 out of their midst and uh, and says follow me you know and they they had already chosen because he he walked past matthew didn't he didn't walk past matthew and say um hey uh you know do, can you find something else to do um this guy is a scam artist he walks past him and says follow me right. he didn't negotiate the terms of this following he didn't say because i've got this vision and i'm going to be doing this in the future he just said follow me and yeah. it says immediately Matthew gave up everything, followed him, set up a party at his house that night, invited all his scam, scam artist friends with him, and then sat Jesus, and it sort of it was a parting, a parting goodbye of Matthew to the rest of the, right. of the crowd, you know? It's just, that's incredible. He invites somebody that he's now accepted as a master teacher, and that's the thing that we... We, we think that Jesus went around being like the super spiritual. He didn't, he didn't act like that. He, no. he was, he had a school. That's really what he was at discipleship school, like John the Baptist had, excuse me, had um, John had disciples and that was his school. He taught them the kingdom of God is coming. You've got to right. repent. And Jesus, did you notice that Jesus got baptized by John? Why? Right. It was not just because scripture fulfilled it, because Jesus had learned the message from John. Right. Can you, can you imagine being a fisherman all your life and some guy walks by and says, come follow me. You run the boat aground. You just toss down your nets. They didn't take time to fold them up. It says they left their boat and their nets and followed him. Yes. At that time, it yeah. wasn't like, let me first go do this. It was, they followed. Okay. Yeah. You got the, you got the message. I'm coming, you know? Yeah. I mean, they didn't even understand the whole message at that point in time. Oh, no, it. no. But there was something about this master, master teacher, coach kind of, uh, I'm going to be imparting to you because he said, come and be with me. So he's, right. I'm going to be imparting something to you that you need to know, you know, it's right. just like, uh, and, and it's like I said to, to um, a young guy the other day, so that, that Jesus didn't stop. The, in fact, he encouraged them. He sent them out and gave them power and authority to go out and preach. And so as he instructed them, he would send them out and say, go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, raise the dead. They weren't 
completed in their journey with him, but they were uh, still being sent as right. messengers in the midst of their learning curve, if you may. They weren't even born again at that point, supposedly. But they were already getting it enough right. to say, I, I, I have, I, I don't fully understand it, but Jesus has sent you a power and authority. Right. Cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead. So let's go to each house and let's do right. it. You know? And they weren't even baptized in the Holy Spirit at that baptized point. Baptized in the Holy Spirit, weren't, weren't saved. <laughs> in the being sent, by, sent by Christ. Yeah. Said, yeah. just just go do this. And all they did was obey. All they did was follow. Exactly. I mean, that's... And the thing, you know, it's like the thing that was really interesting to me in the strategy and the work of Jesus was that for three and a half years, he invests everything right. into 12 his life. Years. Yeah. He gives everything into these guys and to impart to them this total mindset of that the kingdom of God is here. Right. And, and, you know, now as the next, when he said to them, go into all the world, the word go wasn't just a, like in English, we see it as like, off you go. Right. Go was an Eastern greeting. It meant go in the same way that I've taken you keep going in that way. Wow. And, and so he was greeting them in a sense to, and, and thrusting them out of course, into continuing what he had done for three and a half years with them. And so he says, go into all the world, make disciples. They knew exactly what he was talking about because that was the Sadducees, the Pharisees had disciples, the, um, the John the Baptist had disciples. And so Jesus made disciples, but in the kingdom, they were making disciples around what they wanted. Yeah, unto themselves. But Jesus makes disciples for the kingdom sake and now he says okay three and a half years i've invested everything in you that was his whole work that's what right. we have to understand that's that's the work he was doing because right. he understood transformation was what he would leave when he left right and yeah so and i'm imparting i'm imparting to you the same spirit behind it that right. i have exactly yeah. exactly right and that's when he breathed on right Right. It's not just what I know. Yeah. It's an impartation. Right. And that's why to be with, you know, one guy sat with me at a table once and he said, why don't you write a book about all, you know, everything, you know, about father sonship principles and stuff. And I said, nah. And then he goes, why not? And I said, because you're the kind of guy that will take the book and implement it to use it for your control. And I right. said, why don't you come and spend three months with me? Right, just three months, not three and a half years. Not three years, just come spend three months with me every day, and let let me just share with you. And you know, nah, nah, nah. You know, that was too costly. In fact, he he got so offended, he made my life very, very difficult in America after that. So, um, th th sadly, uh, but that's that's exactly the mentality. You know, we want it in a book. We want the silver bullet. Right. We want this quick fix band-aid, you know, McDonald's kind of Christianity ministry thing, but we're not prepared for the the process. We're not, and we're not leaders, first off, need to have that that commitment to say, if Jesus was prepared to to do that, that he he wasn't interested in the crowds. He ministered to right. the crowds. 
But that wasn't what he built. He, he was building right. 12 for a long lasting effect. And did it work? I think so. You know? Yeah. And so where, where are we? So we need we need that commitment from, from us, as, not just leaders, from us as the body of Christ. We need to be. I know for me right now, just sitting here listening to us talk, <laughs> I'm going, have I done this yet? No, I've not given up my life to invest into somebody else to bring them into the fullness and stature of Christ. I really have not done that. Yeah. And that's, that's the next step for us is to do that. Or for me, I'll, I'll put it, I'll put it in my, my court uh, because, you know, it, it was convenient for me. It was, I'll do this when I've got time or when I can, you know, make some money on the side or whatever, whatever it is to give up my life so that you can live. Are you serious right now? <laughs> you know, I, um, but that's, that's where he wants us. If, if truly we are to lead in that direction, that's, that's the next step for me as far as just if somebody's going to come and say, hey, I need, to, I need to have what you've got or I need to, you know, to, to give up my life right now so that they can live, to impart to them the same spirit of that um, is more important than anything else. I, and I feel the same way. Yeah. I think there's, there's two things I think about when I think of that, when, when you mention that, and is that um, one is, one is that discipleship is not just for the master teachers. You know, it's not right. just for, for those that are giving up everything. Discipleship is influence into every sphere of life. So right, right. not taking away from anything that you're saying, I, I agree with you and I probably am in much the same situation, but uh, and I think that's the next phase of where we're at, Steve, is like, right. you know, we're looking at all the other things in our life and, uh, you know, really, am I really fulfilled with this? It's just a means to an end because right. the end really is. Yeah. Is what that, do we invest in next? What do we do? You know, how do we make this work? What do we, you know. Yeah. And we shouldn't actually be thinking about that. We should, you know, in, in the, in the sense that, um, is that we, we look, we need those that are, that are desiring to say, I want to get this. I want this. And unfortunately, the people that have pursued it have found people that control them. Right. <laughs> and that's the sad, the sad part about it is, is yeah. wasted their life, you know. But and and so in that one sense, but in another sense, is that discipleship is everybody's meat, you know, it's right. the will of the father for everybody. Everybody should be doing it. You, you can't be sitting at home saying, well, when my rent is paid, when I'm healed, right. when I'm, you know, when I've got the thriving business, you know, and unfortunately, you know, as much as I love the fact, the prosperity of, of the gospel, um, it became, it's become a situation that everybody has chosen their path based upon how much, how they can prosper That's and, true. You know, as yeah. God's will. You know, I was saying to Michelle yesterday, the thing about it is you think about the education field. We lost, in the Western world, we lost education to the wrong, the wrong motives, the wrong right. influence. So right. because instead of Christians going, you know what, I'm thinking of the next generation to make disciples, to influence in that realm. I'm right. going to dedicate my life to becoming a teacher. Yes, it's not a lot of money. Yes, it's 
tough, yes, but I, I know I'm, I must fulfill the calling of Christ to go into that. It's like going into a mission. We, 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 you know, this young lady that packed up everything in America, moves to Uganda and, and to look after a couple of babies, lives on rice and, and uh, potatoes, uh, you know, wow. and lived in a in very difficult situation for, for a, a while. Now, you know, people have sort of gone on board and helped to build a little house and stuff like that. So she's got her own place to look after the children. But before that, a very difficult situation. And she lived in that, committed her life to that for a couple of babies that were abandoned. Right. And so she gave up her life in America, a convenient life in America for nothing. I mean, it, well, there wasn't even a salary for nothing. She goes two lives. Sorry, two lives. She's going to affect forever. Yeah, those two children, those two but, lives. Uh, the two lives, yeah, the couple. Well, she's got a bit more than that. She's got like oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's got like eight or that. something little kids, you know that that, right. that she's she's raising, and that's what I said to her. I said, you know, the fact of the matter is, we only see the massive, you know big ministries and tent meetings and crusades and stuff. But we don't see you going to a place unknown, obscure, and you investing your life into right. eight or five little kids whose lives are going to be transformed because of your love that they would never have experienced, you know, right. up until this point in time. You yeah. Know? As a teacher to bring somebody into a place and I've thought about this a lot of times, too, because most of the time as a teacher, we, we are going to teach the kids on how to take a test. So you ingest all this information just to spit it out for a good grade on a test. Right. My dad was a superintendent of schools and, and a principal for a long time. He would never hire a straight A teacher. Mm -hmm. I mean, somebody had straight A's, he would never hire them because he said they don't know how the normal kid learns. He said, I'm going to hire the teacher that struggled. I'm going to hire the student that, I mean, I'm going to hire the one that had struggles because they understand how it is that these kids learn. And they're going to teach them then how to be critical thinkers, not just to swallow what's ever given to them. Whatever's dished up, yeah. Right. And I thought, you know, that's an important aspect of things to, to train up these people to think as Christ thinks, not, not to think how I think, not to think how whatever it is that I've got, I'm not here to give you a piece of my mind. I'm here to give you the mind of Christ. Right. What is it he believes about it? What is it he thinks about it? I'm, I'm making you a disciple of Jesus Christ, or I'm reminding you who your master is. Right. So it's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game than me just sitting down teaching you a bunch of stuff. Absolutely. It's an impartation of the very spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Well, and that's it, you know, it's, I, I really believe that and what you were saying earlier, you know, is that to follow Christ is to deny yourself. But to 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 follow somebody who's going to, and we've got to be discerning. Obviously, I'm not just right, right. Doing this a blanket thing because, as I said, we sometimes we well blind followers following blind yes. leaders. There you go. But they're there you, go. Dead, you know, so that that sort of encapsulates the whole thing. So don't be a blind follower. But if you wish to follow somebody you're going to have to follow somebody to to be discipled i mean that's right. just how it is so you're going to need a paul you're going to need a timothy you're going to need a titus 
somebody in your life that you say, hey, you know what? Impart to me your life that you have in Christ. Right. Not your not your denomination, not your insecurities, not your. Um, but I want to experience the difficulties with you. You know, right. and I'm specifically in my mind. I'm thinking of somebody we both uh, connected with, and the insecurities overwhelmed everything that they taught us. You know, right. it, just, it became the controlling factor. They were so controlling that um, the life of it was lost and squeezed out and totally. Right. emasculated you know in in the disciples lives and and so um i'm in not talking about years though subsequent Sorry? years subsequent years though we've we've actually dissected the stuff or pulled out the stuff yes. that was actually of christ in right. it and no, so, but it took it a while in it, yes yeah but it took a while <laughs> took a, but that's what i'm saying it doesn't it shouldn't have to if you if you but if you are a seeing follower, following a seeing leader, and I'm talking right. seeing in inverted yeah, yeah, commas, yeah. Um, as to somebody that has clarity of the message of who they are in Christ and what they're imparting, not what they want to impart, but what who they are in Christ, imparting Christ to your life. If if we've got that balance right, then you know we have to have people that are prepared to deny themselves take up the cross daily, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come, believe and conform in example, because right. it's that's where Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. It's right. like, you need, no, no, you need, you do, you need somebody making a disciple. You know, you need somebody putting the foundations on you, not controlling your life, not controlling right. the gift, not controlling your personality, not controlling um, your destiny, not controlling you know what who you are in your development in that sense but who are prepared to impart into your life the character of christ these elements that are prepared to impart so in a sense we need to be there and right. we need to be imparting it and we need we need to as the church we need to say i want this so that i can impart it right this is continually said go into that's what the if, if our end, if our means is not to the end of saying go, then something is wrong. Right, right. That's true. Does yeah, that make sense? It's, it's not stay or keep. You know, yeah. I don't want you to stay. <laughs> you know, I, okay. my intent is, yeah, my intent is for you to go. Right. It, the, 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 the discipleship means is to uh, as an empowerment to send. If it's not, if right. there's no empowerment to send, we are wasting our time. We are... Right. You know, and, and it's not to represent Steve or represent Sean or represent Andrew, whoever. It's to represent Christ. Right. Know? Right. Makes sense? Oh, makes loads of, yeah, loads of, loads of sense to me. <laughs> oh, well, I hope so. Um, I, I just, I'm so, you know, I'm so passionate about this concept because it's just, I, I, I just see it as a missing link in our in our ability to change the world, you know, I, I just, right. you know, we're trying to do it through spending millions and millions of dollars on building buildings and having programs and more meetings and more television programs and stuff. And, and yet we're not doing what's necessary. You know, I, I, anyway. it's a link. It's a link in our thinking that's lacking. <laughs> a linking thinking. A link and a link in our thinking that's lacking. Yeah, no, that's the truth. Oh, well, okay. Uh, all right, uh, let me get off my little hobby horse now. Just 
That's all right. Our time's probably up anyway. Our time is up. Yeah, I can feel it's finished. So um, thank you, Steve, for your time again. Thank and you. For sharing with me and enduring my my passion about things, my enthusiasm. And, well, you uh, get wound up, I get wound up. You know, yeah. you know how that goes. Yeah, we do. And and it's good, you know. I like I like it because you get wound up in some areas that you know, I, I think, oh, okay, I need to think about that again. And <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa i mean it's a, like i said it brought me back to a place of okay have i done this no i have not this is my next step yeah and that's that's the thing it's not it's not what is it's not looking back it's looking up to the next step on the road what is my next step in this road right. what is it i'm supposed to be doing what is it my commission in christ is and this is this is it this is the next it's almost like he he threw back the covers a little bit and said okay here's the next step now you've you know about this you know what to do you know how to do it i've given you everything that pertains unto life and godliness now simply do it i mean that's um and you have people already that are drawing on that why not go ahead and do that to the extent that you're allowed that entrance go ahead and do Go ahead and like Paul says, I'm sent to you, but I know the measure. So it's time to test the measure, find out where that measure is. How deep does it go? How broad does it go? How high does it go? Let's find out that measure and start investing into that as much as our measure is. And how long have you been following Christ, Steve? Uh, following Christ as I mean, far as... How many years that you've walked with the Lord? uh well walked with him probably probably 45 or 50. okay so you know how many people do you know of that have consistently and i, I mean there are but i'm saying just in in my mind it is just like how many people do i know that have consistently faithfully devotedly walked with the lord for 45 years few yeah so very you, you've yeah. learned you've learned lessons and not, not just that, but you've walked with the Lord and given, you know, for 45, right. you know, 40 years. Of yeah, that, it's, been, yeah, it's actually been 50 years. I was thinking about the time frame. I was thinking, yeah, it's been, it's been over 50 years because uh, in high school, my nickname was Christian. <laughs> so, uh, and it was a, it was more of a derogatory term, but yet it was, it was a term of, I understand where you stand. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and so, you know, just in that, they, they say in the world when like um, online courses and they say, if you, you can teach others, if you've got a successful marriage, if you've got, if you've been a successful, not a successful parent, but if you've raised kids, you've, right. you've, got, you've got something to teach. You've learned lessons on the way, you know, right. and I think in 45 years, you've got something to teach, you know, and, and I'm yeah. saying teach, not in the sense of pulpit. I'm saying in impartation of life, people can right. learn from you. So, you know, as a, as a seeing follower, people should be able to recognize that somebody that's making themselves available to right. say, I'm prepared to impart to you what I've learned over 45 years should say, right. there's something here. Because not every every person that has journeyed with the Lord for 40 years is prepared to do it. Right. Um, you know, it's like, it's easy to find a pastor, you know, but right. will, will they in fact commit to building or imparting to you what their life experience is in christ you know right 
I think that's the important thing. So right. um, we're always looking for some kind of title or position from somebody who can give us a ministry. So yeah. there's, the one thing Dave and Alice always said to me, he said, Sean, you're never going to get a ministry with me. And I said, I'm that's not right. looking for one, you know, I'm not looking for ministry. I'm looking for what's in you, you know? And so right. um, too many people are looking for ministries. That was the thing I appreciated about Dave. He was that, I mean, you know, just that, type of guy he didn't and the same thing that was my 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 paul basically the guy that i uh grew up with in the very early stages of everything uh he just says hey i don't really have anything for you <laughs> you know but i i knew that i wanted to hang around enough to get what he had in him because right. he had something that i didn't yeah, exactly. and i wanted that and it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a matter of what he knew it was how he walked as a son of God with his father. Yeah. And I wanted that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just, yeah. You know, they hold keys. They've, they've, they've accomplished something in their life and with right. Christ. And so they hold certain keys. They might not have all the keys, but they have yeah. some keys. Oh, that, yeah. That, I, you know, would be uh, that I wanted. I wanted those. Jesus spoke about that to his disciples. And he said, to you, it's been given the keys. Right. Right, the keys, right, heaven, you know, and so it's just like that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for those keys, you know. Anyway, right. yeah, we're off on another tangent. Yeah, go on again. <laughs> uh, Steve, love you lots, appreciate you. Thank, thank you for you. your time again, man. It's always great spending time with you. God bless you guys, and thank you for being with us. Have a super week. All right, bye.